This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Coming up on 5 Minute News. Death toll reaches 33 from West Coast fires. As Trump played down virus, health experts' alarm grew. And gunmen sought after California deputies shot in patrol car. It's Monday, September 14. I'm Anthony Davis. Nearly all of the people reported missing after a devastating blaze in southern Oregon have been accounted for, authorities said over the weekend, as crews battled wildfires that have killed at least 33 from California to Washington state. The flames up and down the west coast have destroyed neighbourhoods, leaving nothing but charred rubble and burned-out cars, forced tens of thousands to flee and cast a shroud of smoke that has given Seattle, San Francisco and Portland, Oregon some of the worst air quality in the world. The smoke filled the air with an acrid metallic smell like pennies and spread to nearby states. While making it difficult to breathe, it helped firefighters by blocking the sun and turning the weather cooler as they tried to get a handle on the blazes, which were slowing in some places. But warnings of low moisture and strong winds that could fan the flames added urgency to the battle. The so-called red flag warning stretched from hard-hit southern Oregon to northern California. At least 10 people have been killed in the past week throughout Oregon. Officials have said more people are missing from other fires, and the number of fatalities is likely to rise. In California, 22 people have died and one in Washington state. The Democratic governors of all three states say the fires are a consequence of climate change, taking aim at Donald Trump ahead of his visit today to California for a fire brief. It's maddening right now that when we have this cosmic challenge to our communities with the entire west coast of the US on fire to have a president to deny that these are not just wildfires, these are climate fires, Washington Governor Jay Inslee said. At an unmasked indoor Trump rally in Nevada, the president falsely blamed inadequate forest management for the fires, ignoring these climate crisis warnings. Public health officials were already warning Americans about the need to prepare for the coronavirus threat in early February, when Donald Trump called it deadly stuff in a private conversation that has only now come to light. At the time, the virus was mostly a problem in China, with just 11 cases confirmed in the US. There was uncertainty about how the US ultimately would be affected, and top officials would deliver some mixed messages along the way, but their overall thrust was to take the thing seriously. We're preparing as if this is a pandemic, Dr Nancy Massonnier of the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention told reporters on February 5th. This is just good common sense public health. Trump, however, had a louder megaphone than his health experts, and in public he was playing down the threat. 
Three days after delivering his deadly assessment in a private call with journalist Bob Woodward, he told the New Hampshire rally on February 10, it's going to be fine. Trump's acknowledgement in Woodward's new book Rage that he was minimising the severity of the virus in public to avoid causing panic has triggered waves of criticism that he wasn't levelling with the American people and was instead seeking to protect the stock market. Critics have long noted how Trump's public comments failed to sync up with those of public health officials, contributing to confusion among Americans. As Trump left for India on February 23rd, he told reporters that the virus was very much under control and that the small number of infected people in the US were very well confined. Six months later, and over six million people have the infection in the United States, and nearly 200,000 have died. Meanwhile, a new report alleges that Health and Human Services Department spokesperson Michael Caputo and his team tried to use his position to change the CDC reports on the virus's progression. The report alleges Health and Human Services communications aides complained in emails the reports would undermine the president's optimistic message about how his administration handled the pandemic. Caputo worked as a political operative and a Trump campaign staffer before the president appointed him to the HHS in April. The report says since then Caputo has made substantial efforts to alter the CDC reports and even halt their release to be more aligned with the president's message and to give the impression the US is turning a corner on coronavirus as the election approaches. Authorities searched on Sunday for a gunman who shot and critically wounded two Los Angeles County Sheriff's deputies who were sitting in their squad car. An apparent ambush that drew a reward for information and an angry response from the president. The 31-year-old female deputy and 24-year-old male deputy underwent surgery on Saturday evening. Both graduated from the academy 14 months ago. They were each in a critical condition on Sunday afternoon. The deputies were shot while sitting in their patrol car at a metro rail station and were able to radio for help. Sheriff Alex Villanueva, whose department has been criticised during recent protests over racial unrest, expressed frustration over anti-police sentiment as he urged people to pray for the deputies. The department tweeted a video of the shooting that shows a person, possibly a child, approach the parked patrol car on foot and shoot through the passenger side window. The video sparked reaction from Donald Trump, who responded on Twitter, animals that must be hit hard. The search for the gunman continues. Sheriff's officials announced a $100,000 reward for information leading to an arrest. You can subscribe to 5-Minute News on YouTube with your preferred podcast app. Ask your smart speaker or enable 5-Minute News as your Amazon Alexa flash briefing skill. Please subscribe, rate and review us at 5minute.news. 5-Minute News is an independent production covering politics, inequality, health and climate. Delivering unbiased, verified and truthful world news daily. I'm Ken Harbaugh, host of Burn the Boats from Evergreen Podcasts. I interview political leaders and influencers, folks like award-winning journalist Soledad O'Brien and conservative columnist Bill Kristol about the choices they confront when failure is not an option. I won't agree with everyone I talk to. 
but I respect anyone who believes in something enough to risk everything for it. Because history belongs to those willing to burn the boats. Episodes are out every other week wherever you get your podcasts.